This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. What's happening out there? Everybody listening? And we have uh, we have another Jonathan Plise, another yes. JP. That's right, that's right. Thank you very much. We have uh, the the major Jipper. That's right. Sorry, I didn't know the mic was hot. I was I, I had to laugh <laughs> Just at our at our very very up to date and uh, and oh, thoroughly yeah. researched uh, rejoinder. We are on top of things. This is the oh, no, we don't change things just lately. This is the production quality that uh, we exemplify every show <laughs> this is, this is. it's a tribute thing oh yeah for our, our long lost dead homie uh jonathan please say may may he rest in peace he did die right nope. no 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 yeah. okay it's a little too soon though i feel like too soon too soon too soon oh okay too soon because yeah. he hasn't died is that why it's too soon <laughs> and if he had actually died like yesterday it would have been fine right? well that whole lee shepherd and thing. that whole yeah. other co-host that died yeah oh. that's my co-host oh really yeah oh he yeah. did you didn't know that oh no i did oh, not geez. oh well you're not on the facebook thing anymore no, yeah lee I... uh my co-host uh about two and a half years oh so. my god master oh, bjcp judge and uh, all around nice and handsome yeah. man yeah well he was a great guy yeah, yeah. an aggressive Super form of cancer yeah oh wow yeah, he'd been out for like six months, and um, that was it. Is this the same thing that's going to kill you, Tasty? I think so. <laughs> looking, Something's killing me right now. You're yeah. looking positive. I don't feel that well. So. You are looking positive. You don't feel well. You keep thinking like, pale, this may be it. Pale gray. You're looking yeah. a little grayish. Yeah. yeah. This could be it. <laughs> and you're drinking a water, yeah, yeah. which Something's I think right. speaks that's, volumes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what really, that's really concerned me. Right. If he's able to drink that this whole water. the first show I ever did without a beer. Yeah, that makes me sad. Are you okay? You want Tylenol? A hug? You're going to give the guy a complex. Everyone chill yeah, don't, out. Don't, make, don't point He's out how fine. different I am today. I want to be the same. You're He's fine. fine. You're great. All right. He's all right. Don't everyone point out how different I, I am. Can't. <laughs> I want to fit in. In a related story, I totally copped a feel on Tasty at NHC. <laughs> she gave me a good game. Oh, it's a reversal. Uh-huh. I gave him a low hug. Did you give him side boob? Did oh, you get yeah. some side boob? Yeah, yeah. you, you grab, grab for the side boob? Side, side no, she was on the move. I, I could, was feeling I, great, and I walked by him, and I just did a nice little resist. graze. She well, was on the move. <laughs> I was on the move. <laughs> I was working. Girl, girl got to work. She was just walking by, and I'm talking to like she, a group she of homebrewers. She could not resist the the god that is uh, uh, Tastocles. Yes. Right. <laughs> the, um, well, I got massaged quite a bit at that conference. Oh, uh, he did. <laughs> Massage. Yeah, but by this first go. time by a woman, you got massage. Oh, I got maybe a little. <laughs> Perhaps the first time by me. Just a little bit of something there. You know how it goes. Uh, drinking, you know. What was his name? That was a woman. Oh, okay. It wasn't somebody's wife. It was. It wasn't. Some, I like the, the caveat that, that, that I know to, that you have to yeah. put on it. It wasn't someone's wife. It was, or totally at least cool. he wasn't standing there at the time. <laughs> so, so you didn't know. That makes it okay. Well, good for you, Daisy. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's why you're not feeling well because it wasn't someone's wife. Well, no, I don't. Okay, I'm just a I'm blue bug or something. Yeah, I'm just joking. I'm not serious. Blue bug, STD. You know who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of STDs, you guys ever have you tried that slow clap yet? Uh, beer can't beer. <laughs> no. King of the Segway. 
No, no, I haven't. Like, the fast acting kind. Getting this clap slowly. I got it. Yeah. Oh, good joke. I see. I it was yeah. You got it? <laughs> Perhaps. Have you tried the slow clap uh, Vienna lager, Jamil? No, I have not. Uh, the beer camp uh, beer that we did? No, oh, no. With uh, Huel Melon and uh, oh. some nice Steffi malt from Germany. Oh. And, uh, oh it's a very beautiful beer. I think it's going to be on tap here at some point, right? It's already been on. Uh, yep. We have more of it, though. We have a half barrel and a um, six door. It's a lager. He sounds quite disappointed. Well, we have. Sierra, well, we have a half barrel. Unfortunately, there's Sierra still more. Sierra poured that at the Carson Walker Invitational. I liked it. Oh, they did? They poured it there? Yeah. That's where I first had it. Well, you guys had it here Friday night. Mm-hmm. The invitation was Saturday afternoon, so I thought I had missed it, and I got it. What did you think about it? Tasty? It's really good. Yeah? It's yeah. pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah. Very good. Hit the spot. Well, it was like 95 degrees all day, and I was drinking mostly lagers. Did right we just my, shuffle right some cards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, that's weird that, uh, uh, no, because when uh, in Taylor's headphones, when you turn them up, it crackles, but I heard it. And I don't know if it comes I, through on the show or not. I, I, I never knew that. I'm not sure. All right, great. The system's weird. Yeah. <laughs> the ghosts in it. Mm-hmm. And beer. <laughs> and beer. Lots of beer in it. <laughs> Lots of yeah. beer in it. There you go. Well, you know, like you said production quality. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what. Have you guys had uh, a great uh, black IPA? <laughs> no. Can't say as I have. <laughs> It's like, I know what JP's thinking. Anything that was a black IPA labeled as such that I had that was good it must not have been a black IPA. Well, Why? yeah. Why not? I don't know. They're just too roasty. and uh, Yeah. Uh, Which is now, funny because that's not what they're of, supposed to be. Yeah. To me, but it's just such a lame style. Like, you yeah. know, they did, did take you, an IPA and they add some dark malt to it. Or did, you, did you have the uh, the Heretic Black Mariah? Oh, that was good. Wait, that did was you call good. that a black IPA? Uh, yeah, sort of. Well, <laughs> that was actually that was on See? the first um our first twenty one beers that was oh, were on here that was one of the first yeah. few. And did you have it? Yes, I did. And that was actually my first like shift it? beer here ever. Did you like that? I loved it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I thought I it did. turned out really, really it. good. I was very pleased with that. Um, and I'm not that big fan of the black IPA name. I think uh, I actually think the. Uh, the uh, Brewers Association with their GABF style guide. I think they actually they kind of kind of got it right with um, they call it like a black American ale. Yeah. And I'm like, there you go. That that seems like a, a decent name. That makes much more sense because right. it, it takes out the IPA from it, which, yeah. which so is then it takes stupid. out all the hate right. uh, that people. Well, it's not an IPA because it's black, so you can't right. call something black and have it be an right. IPA, but it goes uh, against you can't the have IPA. it be pale, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Cascadian thing. No, that's I mean, stupid. That's just like, well, we own this, and it's like, well, I, I really don't think so. Um, I don't even use that brand of soap, anyways. Cascade, right? <laughs> so dumb. So I, 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 I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of black IPA. I'm a fan of uh, black American ale. I think that that is uh, a good, uh, I like it, a good description. So, yeah, sometimes uh, one of them gets it right, one of them doesn't. Uh, let's see here. Style guide. This is from the, uh, the most recent style guide, like 2022. What? Yes. Bebo affirms that it's the one she's downloaded. Uh, overall impression, a beer with the dryness, hop forward balance and flavor characteristics of an American IPA, only darker in color, but without strongly roasted or burnt flavor. <laughs> the flavor of darker malts is gentle and supportive, not a major flavor component. Drinkability is a key characteristic. 
aroma, uh, moderate to high hop aroma, often with a stone fruit, tropical citrusy, resinous, piney, berry, or melon character. If dry hop can have an additional floral, herbal, grassy aroma, this is not required. Very low to moderate dark malt aroma, which can optionally include light chocolate coffee or toast notes. Some clean or lightly caramelly malty sweetness may be found in the background. Fruitiness, either from esters or from hops, may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. Appearance color range from dark brown to black should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. If opaque, should not be murky. Good head stand with tan to light tan color should persist. Flavor medium low to high hop flavor with tropical stone fruit, melon, citrusy, berry, piney resinous aspects. Medium high to very high hop bitterness, although dark malts may contribute to the perceived bitterness. The base malt flavor is generally clean and of low to medium intensity and can optionally have low caramel or toffee flavors. Dark malt flavors are low to medium. Restrained chocolate or coffee flavors may be present. But the roasted notes should not be intense, ashy, or burnt and should not clash with the hops. I think that's an important key part of it. Mm-hmm. Low to moderate fruitiness from the yeast or hops is acceptable, but not required. Dry to slightly off-dry finish. The finish may include a light roast character that contributes to perceived dryness, although this is not required. See, that's new to me because didn't when that when that style start, first started coming around, it was no roastiness should right. be perceived. But now they've upped it because they realize yeah. you, can't, you can't do it. Right, that's a right. slight roastiness, I guess. All right. Um, the bitterness may linger into the aftertaste, but should not be harsh. Some clean alcohol flavor can be noted in stronger versions. Mouthfeel, smooth, medium, light to medium body mouthfeel without significant hop or especially uh, roasted malt-derived astringency. Uh, dry hop versions may be a bit resiny. Medium carbonation, a bit of creaminess may be present but is not required. Oh, yes, a bit of creaminess may be present but not required. What does so, that even mean? Do I, do I don't know. I mean, <coughs> Maybe you add cream to your beer? Creaminess is a descriptor mm-hmm. that needs a descriptor before and after to, to properly define it. Creaminess doesn't from where, where are you getting the creaminess from? From your cream? I guess. Uh, some smooth alcohol warming can and should be sensed in stronger, but not all versions. Comments. Most examples are standard strength. I'm not sure about that. Strong examples can sometimes seem like big hoppy porters if made too extreme, What? which hurts their drinkability. Uh, the hops, yeah, I think that's stupid. Uh, the BGCP has gone to shit since you left. <laughs> the hops and malt can combine to produce interesting interactions. Okay. <laughs> uh, a, you can delete that one too. I feel like this back. might be an interesting interaction. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that up to the reader to discern. His history, a variation of the American IPA style, first commercially produced by Greg Noonan as Black Watch IPA around 1990. Well, yeah, Greg Noonan was uh, in in the Cascadian uh, region, was he not? Um, oh, you mean Oregon? <laughs> yeah. The non-pompous way to say Oregon? Right. Yeah. No, uh, he was actually in, uh, like, Vermont. East Coast. Yeah. Uh, as Blackwash IPA around 1990, popularized in the Pacific Northwest and Southern California of the U.S. starting in the early mid-2000s. The style is sometimes known as Cascadian Dark Ale, mainly in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Uh, characteristic ingredient. I love the Pacific Northwest, but oh, yeah. I was just like, well, yeah, I don't know. Um, characteristic ingredients, debittered roast malts for color and some flavor, uh, without harshness and burnt qualities. Uh, okay. American or new world hop varieties that don't clash with roasted malts. Okay. Uh, hop characteristics. 
Yeah, hop characteristics cited are typically of these type of hops. Others, others characteristics are possible. Other, other character. Okay, typo. Uh, other characteristics are possible, particularly if derived from newer varietals. Okay. Which seems obvious. Yeah. Yeah. If you use new ingredients, (laughs) it's going to taste new. (laughs) It might be a little different. Right. Uh, Style comparison. Balance an overall impression of an American or double IPA with restrained roast, similar to the type found in Schwartz beers. Okay. Okay. Not as roasty burnt as American stouts and porters. Okay. And with less body and increased smoothness and drinkability. Now that part I don't understand at all. So this has less body than stouts and porters. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I've had some stouts with very low bodies and porters as well. I've had stouts, it depends, you know. Uh, And then, but increased smoothness and drinkability? Yeah, I don't see how that could be a requirement. I don't see. Black IPA. I I would never in, in my wildest dreams classify an IPA as smooth and drinkable. I don't right. care what color it is. Yeah. It could be it could be blue. I mean, I could go with drinkable, but more drinkable. I mean, it I guess if you're really, you know, but drinkable, you know, okay, yeah, but smooth. Smooth. Smoothness, I got to go more to a malty beer. Yeah. With right? re- with reduced bitterness. Generally. Yeah. Yeah, reduced bitterness, malt 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 uh more malt forward beer is generally smoother. Yeah. than a hop forward beer. The hop forward beer has some angles to it, which is yeah. part of why we like hop forward beers as well, right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Vital statistics. Original gravity ten fifty ten eighty five. Uh, final gravity ten ten to ten eighteen. IBUs fifty to ninety. SRM twenty five to forty. ABV five point five to nine point zero. Commercial examples: Twenty first Amendment back in black. Deschutes Hop in the Dark CDA, Rogue Dad's Little Helper. Dad's Little Helper. I thought Dad's Little Helper was... Uh, it's a malt liquor, but I wonder if they changed it. They may have changed it. It yeah, used to be a malt liquor. Yeah, it used to be like a malt liquor, a, a pale beer. Hmm. Dad's Little Helper. I'm pretty sure of that. Hmm. No, it's a black IPA now. Huh. Okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, Southern Tier... Iniquity uh, and Widmer Pitch Black IPA. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. About what? Uh, I mean, there's... there's the style itself or yeah, just the description? Well, both. I think there's quite a bit that I agree with. There's a few fundamental things that I have problems with. And then, like you're saying, the whole style, I guess I, I, I'd call it more the, you know... American Black Ale, or you know, like the uh, the BA does. I think that's a better a better tag. To see, refer to uh, American IPA with Cinnamar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's a lot of what they are. They're just really Cinnamar or Carafa three, right? Know, so you don't get any roast character. I mean, I I would I I would say I like them to have a bit more body. Yeah, fullness. I'd like some smoothness and drinkability than um, a you know a pale IPA. Yeah, I think you know a, a richer, fuller character. Yeah, but I, I still wouldn't say it's more than you know an American Stout or or a Porter. 
Um, but I, I, I would like to see it more than just a, you know, especially here on the West Coast when we do these these really dry mm-hmm. uh, IPAs, I'd like to see a little more sweetness, a little more fullness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that'd be the, yeah, to me, Ed, the style is uh, disappointingly uh, uncreative. Uh, it's adding color to an IPA, really? Is that the best we can do? I, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. I mean, it, it, and, and when the style was first kind of, we were toying around with it, I guess, as a industry, it was the lack of roast that always bothered me. Because every, one, every, one, every single one of them had roast, except the uh-huh. ones, like Tasty said, that had right. cinnamar. Right. But to me, what's the point? You're, you're literally adding color, but, no, but you don't want any flavor from that well. color. And that doesn't make any sense to me. What's the point of the color I would say there if is, not to well, give a little bit of flavor? Well, uh, you know, like in Schwarzbier... Um, there is a flavor component to that that dark malt. Yeah, but in Schwarzbier, you don't have all the bitterness of the hops, and, and it, yeah. all that kind of shit gets in the way of the hops. So, in my opinion, if you're right. gonna add, if you're gonna go through the effort, right? At least it's okay to have a little flavor impact. So I I, I get that, but at right. that point of the flavor impact, you've changed the style. Mm-hmm. Never mind the color. Now you mm-hmm. have the color and the flavor impact. Um, black IPA doesn't do the style justice enough. It it doesn't it doesn't fully describe the beer right right i think all right well why don't we do this let's take a uh, short break and when we come back uh, we'll be uh, tasting uh some fine commercial examples of uh black ipa and uh we'll we'll see what we think right after this when i order a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We are we're enjoying uh, discussing what we do in our spare time. We're enjoying each other's company. Yes, yes, we we are we are enjoying each other's company. And the uh, the master uh, Tasticles is uh, now that he's got a little alcohol in him looks a lot better. <laughs> I think, I think oh, it was, here we go. I think his Hold his on. alcohol I level. I must agree. Last week I was full of alcohol. Must have must have. Must have uh, been affecting him. I think that that could have been what it was. Uh, well, last week you were at the uh, AHA Homebrewers Conference, and I will tell you, all my BN Army uh, peoples, that uh, if you uh, go to the American Homebrewers Association website, the uh, homebrewersassociation.org, and you use the offer code BNAHA, that's BN Army, HA, Homebrewers Association. BNHA, BNAHA, uh, and you sign up uh, either as a new member or you renew your membership in June, uh, before June 30th, you are going to receive uh, six ounces of mosaic hops from BSG for free. Right. That's nice. Pretty, six pretty, ounces. You can do something with that. Six ounces. I hate it when dude. they give you two ounces. I mean, that's like. Yeah, two ounces. Don't, ins- even, don't insult my IPA with your two ounces. Yeah, I never. Yeah. Right. If I want to have a hop and a beer, I want to be able to tell it's there. So right, it's going to be right, like right. two editions and. Yeah. Two ounces is not two additions. Yeah, six ounces, that's a nice substantial amount. Significant. You could make a 10-gallon batch. You could make a 5-gallon batch. You could make a couple of 5-gallon batches. Six ounces is, is where it's at. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you, even if you're not up for renewal, you can get to add on, can't you? Oh, you can add on, yes. yeah. You can yeah. just add on to your uh, membership, and there you go. You there get you. them anyways. Yeah. Uh, you know, six ounces of something like Mosaic, that's worth some money. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big chunk off your membership right there. If you if you enjoy the Mosaic Hops, uh you should, definitely should do it. Uh, AHA uh, membership. AHA, BNAHA. BNAHA at homebrewersassociation.org. Do it today. We'll do it before June 30th, for God's sakes. All right. During the break, uh, the lovely Bevo brought us out uh, uh, Beavertown uh, Black Betty, Black IPA. Uh, Beavertown's in, uh, outside of London there. And uh, that is a 7.3% beer. Uh, 7.4, I'm sorry. Uh, Black Betty. Then we have uh, Oceanside Ale Works Oxymoron IPA at uh, 6.7% ABV in a bomber. And then we've got uh, Firestone Wookie Jack, which is Black Rye IPA. Uh, that is eight point uh, something uh, percent. <laughs> Fruit fly. Uh, eight eight point three percent. Trying to beatbox over there. <laughs> yeah, beatbox into the roof, lad. 
And then we've got, uh, that's also in a bomber. And then we've got Back in Black from 2-1-A, uh, 6.3% uh, ABV, uh, also in a can. That's right, cans. That's right, cans. Everybody likes it in the can. All right. Um, <clears throat> during the break, we all uh, give it our, our studied analysis. We did. Except Steve seems totally distracted. Huh? What? Where? Why? What? Porn- what? Pornographic Steven? Wait, what are we Pay doing? Pay attention. <laughs> oh, he's using the full name, dude. Uh-oh. Pornographic Steven. All right. I'm going to go from least favorite Ooh, to... Do your uh, homework. I'm going to go from least favorite to oh. favorite. Ooh. He is... He's, An attempt to give a couple reasons. Yeah, Scientific there reasons. There you go. Well. And he has finally caught on to the fact that I want him to rank them. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! I learned so quickly. We're making progress. Yeah, it's only a couple of years. <laughs> All right. Um, least favorite is the oxymoron. I don't know if it's because it's carbonated a lot, but I get an overabundance of roast in that beer, mm-hmm. and I think that's a little too much. Um, too much roast attributing to the flavor. Um, not a lot of bitterness and hoppiness that I get from it either. It's, I don't know, not a huge fan of that. It's not drinkable uh-huh. at all. Like, not as drinkable. I mean, I know we went over the whole... Drinkable, Drinkable smooth. more smooth, more than, right, but I mean, right, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, not too impressed by that. Um, okay. Then I'd have to go with Back in Black as a uh, third. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's not very hoppy. It seems kind of stale mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I really like Black Betty. It's actually got quite some uh, good bitterness going on. Uh, a lot of chocolate, though. Mm-hmm. But it's not roasty, over-roasty chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's really soft. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like syrupy kind of mm-hmm. chocolate-esque. Which I think attributes more to the flavor than to more um, like aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, then I go Wookie Jack as first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got... The roastiness really well balanced with the hoppiness and bitterness. And there's a lot of, um, there's a little like pininess to the hop as well. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, if it's a black IPA, I think IPA should have a little, uh, you know, a little piney deal. A little piney yeah. to it. Sure. Yep. I won't fight you on that, dude. Cool, well, thanks. I won't 1v1 you. <laughs> JP. Okay, well, I'm going to follow um, Pornographic Stevens' uh, lead and go least uh, to favorite as well. Um, I agree with him. The Oxymoron is my least favorite. That's number four. Um, originally, I had put it as number five, and then I realized we only have four beers. Um, so I didn't want to be stupid idiot. So I changed it to four. So it came up in my book. Um, I think it, it, we were talking during the break. I think there is something interesting in the bottle going on. It, it tastes kind of dirty. Uh, like like earthy, like dusty. Oh, I, don't know. I, was, I was thinking you're gonna you know, like like sex, like like sex. I like sex. Dirty, like sex in the alley. You you know what I mean? Like that the kind of like there's there's a bug somewhere. It, I don't know the, the the way I taste it may be different than that's the way you taste it. That's what I was getting like from like the dust. carbonation. Like is a dusty thing. Mm. I don't know. That's the only way I can describe it. But mm-hmm. it tastes like it'd be a decent recipe. 
decent beer, but I think that there's something wrong with it. I don't know. Um, the Wookiee Jack is not my favorite. It's number three for me. Um, maybe it's the rye. Uh, it, look, it, both styles are hard for me, the black IPA and American dark ale. So this is <laughs> it's a tough one. But I really love the nose on the Wookie Jack. And I thought if I could take uh, the Wookie Jack, the Black Betty and the um, Back in Black and, and and take my favorite parts of each one and make them a beer, then that would be a good beer for me. So like the no, the aroma in the Wookie Jack is great. You get some of those dark malt aromas, but a lot of those uh, really awesome hop forward West Coast, mm-hmm. you know, hops. Um, <clears throat> to me, the Black Betty and the Back in Black tied for second. There's not a first. No gold was awarded in this category <gasps> for me, unfortunately, because uh-huh. um, they're, I don't know, the style's just, well, I shouldn't do that. I don't know. No, I'm going to say, Tim, they were split. They were split. They each had a little bit of weirdness happening. I think the Black Betty was a little too bitter, um, and like Taylor said, it was a little too uh, chocolatey. It, it, it was like a really hoppy porter. It was a very bitter hoppy porter. Um, and the Back in Black was a little smoother. I would like to see the hops kicked up a little bit. Um, but I like the malt smoothness. Of, I like the malt profile of the Back in Black. Um, I like the um, the the bitter edge of the Black Betty, and then I love the the aroma of the Wookie Jack. Combine all those, and you would have my favorite Black IPA. Did I was I helpful? Was I helpful for you? Uh, yeah. I so number four <laughs> or number five? Yeah, number five was Oxymoron. Yes, sir. Okay, I got that. Okay, all right. Number three repeat was all. Pete, repeat it all again. Number three was Wookie Jack, <laughs> yes. and tied for second was Black Betty. Tied for Ed. second, pick one. Really? Yeah, come on. There's no, there's no bad, wrong answer here. I'm no, gonna. No. Okay, I'll if, say. If you were forced to drink one of these, <clears throat> which which one would you drink? I'd rather hang my. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I would. Uh, okay, number blacker th- than a black IPA. Number four is uh, oxymoron. Number three is Wookie Jack. Number two is Black Betty, and number one is. Uh, uh, back in black. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, clearly, clearly understood what your number one was. Thank you. It only took five minutes. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> and what your number five was. Thank you. What five? Yeah. Taste of Cleese. make the list. What? Taste of Cleese. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, my, I got a problem here. Uh, I have a problem with anything that comes in a package uh, other than a keg at a faucet and a good bar. Mm-hmm. Freshness is, is everything. Uh-huh. You know? So two of my favorite beers, and the two I've had before, so I know what they are supposed to taste like, uh-huh. are just too old. They just lost like the back, the black and back. The hops have dropped out. It's just down uh-huh. to the, you know like even the malts have dropped out. It just didn't. Right. It's not holding up. And the Wookie Jack, it's got like slight oxidation. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, very you know, like the hop profiles is like oh my, I'm just not getting many hops out at all. Uh, the uh, <laughs> so okay these the the uh, Oxymoron IPA uh, obviously had like a secondary fermentation in the bottle. It's like, it, you know, all the malts is dried out because something happened that ate the malt. There was something in there mm-hmm. that uh, would go after those those uh, uh, sugars uh, and ferment them and make some CO2 and all that. Uh, so uh, starting with number one, uh, my favorite of these is the uh, Beaver Town. Mm-hmm. Now, it comes across as being way, way too big. Too roasty, too, too, too. But it's a big beer. It's a 7.8%, mm-hmm. 7.7? Seven, seven? Seven, four. Seven, four. So it's bigger than the rest. And it's pretty big for the style, I think. Uh, well, I think the range is like 10.85 or 10.80. So Wookie is 8.3, something like that? It's even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. 
but to me, for, uh, for the style, it's a little bit, you know, obviously t- too roasty, but it's pretty typical of what I- I've seen as IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that as number one. I'll go with the uh, Wookie Jack as number two. Uh, the the uh, Back in Black is number three. And the uh, Oxymoron, the bottle number bottle five. is number five. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, to recap, uh, everybody had the oxymoron as either four or five. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and then uh, it was some combination of Wookie. It was porn- pornographic Stephen had Wookie as, as number one. Jipper mm-hmm. uh, had uh, Back in Black as number one. I did. Yes, sir. Or number one. Or number one. And uh, Tasty had uh, Beavertown as number one. I can see that. Oh. I could see that because he's an IPA head. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a black IPA. I'm not a not, black, not IPA, a black IPA guy. But I think I think I think the Black Betty appeals to more more IPA drinkers than well people who are looking for honey pour. But, but, yeah. but isn't it? Isn't this an I an IPA? Type category? Yes, you're right, and I keep forgetting that. <laughs> I keep forgetting that we have to judge it to the style. Right. I, you're right. There you go. You're all right. right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When you come back, I will tell you all why you're just ho- so horribly wrong <laughs> right after this. Hey there, BN Army. Have you heard the latest at Hop Tech? Since Hop Tech is doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, white yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Easy. 
Introducing Clarity Firm from White Labs, an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers. Clarity Firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten-reduced beer. Clarity Firm is easy to use. Just add it when you pitch your yeast, and Clarity Firm will do its work during fermentation. When fermentation is complete, chill haze will already have been addressed. In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free. Better looking and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. All right. Uh, as I said, I will tell you all why you are all wrong. However, I'll also tell you why you're all correct. Um, with beer 4.5, <laughs> uh, the... Uh, the oxymoron for me uh, also was the the, the last one. Um, yeah, I think uh, is uh, JP and uh, Tasty and uh, even Steve were pointing out um, it has become kind of thin. The roast is really sticking out. There's a kind of an off flavor in it. It was when I opened it, I was sure that bottle was going to gush. It was so uh, highly carbonated. Yeah, somehow it stayed in the bottle. Sheer willpower. Uh, sheer willpower. But when we put it in the glass, it tried crawling out of the glass. Um, so there's something something wrong uh, happened in that bottling. So unfortunately, um, it might be a great great beer uh, normally or on draft, like Tasty's saying. But uh, unfortunately, in this this sample, uh, we got to give that the thumbs down. And it tastes like it would be. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not out of whack in one way or the other. Right. I think if it I had a little bit again. more, you know... A little bit more malt body to it, a little less roastiness. Um, yeah. It wasn't quite as uh, biting and uh, dry, um, and less carbonation. Um, you know, could could be nice. You just get none of the like IPA bitterness from it at all. Right, it's completely overtaken by roast. Right. So the bottling on that one was um, it's like November of uh, 2015, I think. That brings me to. That's old beer. Wookie Jack. Speaking of old beer, the Wookie Jack was, uh, that's six months old. That was uh, December of 2015. I get a fair amount of uh, oxidation, and I think, Tasty, you were also pointing out the oxidation. It's too oxidized for me. I I still get some hints of the great beer that it it can be when it's fresh, but it's it's so, I get that, that, caramel round weirdness out of it that kind of stops me from uh really enjoying it and the odd thing is um the back in black it's not (laughs) a good example of the back in black either i think uh that enjoy by day was two days ago um So I'm yeah. not sure really when that was packaged. It could be a few months ago. It could be six months ago. I mentioned it to Sully, too, because people want to know that kind of stuff. And he goes, ick. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. hopefully he'll address that. 
Right. Um, and the so it's I'm torn between the back in black or the Wookie. Um, the back in black is exhibiting less of the oxidative character, but I think it's just because of you know almost I don't know it's just a little less stale than the Wookie is. But it's kind of a, a shell of its former glory. Oh, both are excellent beers. Right. Excellent. Yeah. When when you get them fresh, great so the, beer. The Black and Black is the, one of the only Black IPAs I like. Right. I, I right. Said that. Yeah, it's great beer. Yeah. And uh, and so is the Wookie. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I've I've drank an entire bomber of Wookie Jack oh. by myself. Yeah. You know. It's good. And normally I don't drink a bomber of eight point three percent beer, uh, unless I really like it. So. I think they're both great beers. Unfortunately, these these two examples um, are are stale, showing oxidation. That you know, caramel roundness kind of thing that is oxidized malt that that you'll get. And you know, the, and and the reason we pointed out is we want our listeners to be able to identify that, you know, so they don't think that that's American malt character. You know, that that it's. You know, it's just a, a fact of packaging uh, beer, like Tasty was saying. What did you call it? A round caramel? Yeah, kind of a. It's an odd, weird, like a caramel type of flavor. Yeah. There's a. There's actually a name for it. Round caramel flavor. Yeah, it's, yes. I'm sure it's an ester that it forms. Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm trying to think of a better descriptor, but I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's pretty like 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 a like a stale C120 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly, exactly. Huh. Um, that's good. Now the Beaver Town, the Black Betty. Um, I think that's that's fresh. Yeah, it's, it's probably got the, the, the hop, a nice hop character to it. I think it's got uh, uh, you know it still has a, a nice uh, body to it. Uh, you know the smoothness and drinkability as you know being IPA like. Um, I don't think the roast is too much for me on this. I think it's it's within the style. I mean, it might be on the higher side of the style, but I think it's well within the style. Yeah. And um, I think it's got more body than the than the black and black does at this point because I think that's kind of you know given up a little bit over time. Um, so my clear winner is the uh, the black Betty, and I think it would give Wookie Jack and uh, Back in Black a run for its money, uh, even if all three were fresh. I think uh, mm. you know uh, the Beaver Town would still be right up there for me. I think that that's a well done. Well done, example of the style. Isn't the Wookie Jack a little have a little bit more body than quite, quite a bit? Yeah. yeah, than than either of those two styles. Is right. that is I guess what I'm trying to say is, is would the Wookie Jack be on the higher end of the style guidelines? Yeah, it might be too, for, too, for too that. full. It might be too full, right? Right. But but you know, it, I, I mean, like it. It gives it that creaminess. And drinkability. And drinkability. And drinkability. Right. Is that the rye? Why is that not in the style guide? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is it the rye that attributes? Why is the, in the in the Black Betty, they ought to throw that in the style guide, too. The people people in... Oh, my God. They totally should. In the UK. Yeah. They're looking for an example of the style. Black Betty, Black IPA from Beavertown. Totally. That's in there. That's nailed it. That's, yep. you know, I think a good example. So uh, I think, you know, all three of those uh, should be available to people. I agree. It's good good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, should I give a recipe? Yes. I actually have one. I came prepared today. <laughs> uh, 
the uh, I mentioned earlier the Black Mariah uh, that we uh, brewed at Heretic yeah. um, back in April of 2014. Never heard of it. It turned out really good. I thought that that was so smooth and drinkable. It exhibited smoothness <laughs> and drinkability. What was its score on Rate, it rate was, Advocate? Because that's the only one that I trust. It was quite hoppy. It was probably a 76.93. Out of 50? Out of <laughs> out of 24. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Our grist was uh, some uh, pale ale malt. 2,200 pounds. This is for 31 and a half barrels of finished beer. Final final kettle volume. So punch into your beer smith, people. Punch into your beer smith. Yeah. Or get your abacus out and your, take your socks off and start counting up. Uh, 2,200 pounds of pale ale malt. Uh, 110 pounds of crystal 45. 100 pounds of black prince from uh, Brees. I love the black prince. It's got a smoothness. Too soon. And a drinkability that I think I think uh, I, I like it better than Carafa uh, Craft Special. And it's a uh, really is, is uh, wheat malt or um, I don't know what the hell it's made out of. Um, you know, it's probably made out of like you know small babies from China or something. The Black Prince malt. Yes, Prince with a Z. That makes it. That means it's modern and hip. Oh yeah. Uh, the rolled rolled oats, 100 pounds, and uh, 150 pounds of dextrose or corn sugar. Uh, our mash temp was uh, 151 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we added uh, to the mash uh, 32 ounces or two pounds of uh, chalk and uh, uh, 24 ounces of uh, gypsum. And uh, let's see here. Uh, original gravity was uh, uh, well. See, we do it differently here. Uh, let's see here. Um, our starting gravity was eighteen point six. Our gravity into the fermenter was uh, twenty. Uh, Plato. So around ten eighty. A little over 1080. Okay. Our uh, big beer hop fruit flies are killing me. Our uh, hop bill uh, for bittering, we threw in a can of hop extract, 600 grams. Okay. Bam. <laughs> what would that be if uh, CO2 hop extract? Let's say know. let's say we use our six ounces of um, whatever hop mosaic, mosaic hop, right? How many IBUs does that one get? Yeah, in your batch size. Uh, it's hard to say because a lot of it just sticks to the sides of the kettle because it's more than will dissolve in the liquid. Sometimes. Well, take a oh, okay. Next time, take a sample and see how much makes it to the. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can we can actually measure it in in our lab now. Oh, uh, nice. But really? I do not. Uh, I do not have a. Uh, we well, got a gas chromatograph now. Uh, spectrophotometer. Oh, nice. Um. But uh, we, uh, you know, I, I, I would say that this was probably 65 to or so IBU, 65 so to 80. Uh, let's see. Uh, we added uh, 10 kilos of uh, Centennial, 10 kilos of Simcoe, and 5 kilos of Cascade. Uh, that's at the uh, end of the boil. 
Uh, and then for dry hopping, we did 15 kilos of Centennial and 10 kilos of Simcoe. Nice and happy. But it just balanced out just, just right. I think the oats gave it a bit of a uh, smoothness to it. Oh, creaminess. Uh, Drinkability. Drinkability. And uh, I think it uh, it uh, turned out quite nice. So we got, uh, oh, yeah, cold to the cold to the fermenter, we got uh, 27.8 barrels because there's waste in the kettle mm. and in the whirlpool. And then, uh, then your shrinkage of 4% when it gets cold. Yeah. And then, so the dry hopping amounts were based off of uh, 27.8 uh, barrels. And the other hop additions were based off of 31.5 barrels. Okay. okay. So, starting gravity was uh, 20 Plato, uh, fermented out to 2.5 Plato. That's that's big. That's a big drop. So yeah, it's like a ten point three percent beer. Wow. Um, fermentation temp is around sixty eight and a half. We used uh, Cal Ale O uh, one uh, as the uh, fermentation or the yeast. We're just done in like seven days. Ready to rock and roll. There you go. Wow. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back. We will discuss the recipe more and more about Black IPA right after this. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's brewing with style. All right, we're back. We're uh, wrapping up uh, our discussion of uh, Black IPA or 
American Black Ale or American Dark Ale or something like that. Cascadian Dark Ale. Cascadian Shut up. Ale. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's a myth. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll call it a Noonan. Yes. Noonan Dark Ale. Noonan Dark Ale. Um, I looked it up during the break. The uh, Black Prince is not wheat malt. Um, right. It's uh, a replacement for midnight wheat if you want. But the Black Prince will give you some roastiness, and the Midnight Wheat will mm. give you not roastiness. Mm. So there mm. you go. And not what roastiness. is it made out of? I would imagine it's some sort of barley malt. Right, but they don't they but say it's wheat. like huskless? Not, um, like not, all of, the husk. not all of the husk. It's uh. Uh, some of the husk because they, they uh, according to the Brees website, they've specifically, quote, designed it uh, to have partial husk uh, when they're roasting it. Um, to impart mm. some bitterness because the bitterness is really comes from the husk mm-hmm. during the roasting process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bitterness and the roastiness is all husk driven. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really uh, enjoy the flavors of that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, a nice nice malt. I know the uh, Wookie Jack uses the midnight wheat. There okay. you go. All right, there's two two uh, two claims for the uh, the breeze products. Yeah, there you go. Hard to get outside of the U.S., but uh, you know, eh. so so be it. There's got to be a European equivalent to some of these, right? I mean, the European equivalent is Carafa uh, uh, Special. Okay, uh, Fireman. All right, and then same. They make Sinmar too. Yeah. They make out of Carafa Special, I guess. Mm. There you go. Uh, any other comments on uh, Black IPA before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no, I guess not. I mean, maybe a little bit about hop selection, but mm. you know, would, right, you, right, would right. you go like tropical, or would you stay more classic piney, like uh, Porno Steve was talking about? Well, I don't know. I, th- I think like, you go either a, way. You think a mango kind of a tropical deal would work with this? I prefer that style versus citrus. Roses and citrus don't go to, yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Some of the citrus can be problematic. It depends how much you get. I think, uh, and anything that's um. Kind of tends towards that almost phenolic kind of character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of these hops can get kind of uh, yeah, hop phenols. weird. Yeah, sure. um, and and in too much, and and I think that would clash quite a bit. Just like mm. you know, any anything with like um, when you have a real roasty and then a lot of phenols from a yeast never really works for me. I okay, that that's unpleasant. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's not along the same lines. And then I think, yeah, I'd agree, citrus. Anything that's real, got a lot of acid to it or a lot of acid character, I think would be a mistake too. That's why I think most most dark sours don't work if they have too much roast character. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 You got to avoid that. I think the, the more you avoid the roast character, the more free you are to use uh, a wider selection of hops. Okay. okay, good. Good to know. I'll Thank never, you. ever use that information, but right. good to know. That I think that was very useful for the listeners, though. Thank you. I think that was very insightful. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, on that bombshell, let's wrap this thing <laughs> up before we say anything <laughs> stupid and ruin the whole thing. Never. Let's let's end on a high note here. All right. I mean, once a year, we got to end on a high note. This, this is going to be it. I'm so high. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening live, stay tuned. We're going to have another another show. If you enjoy listening to the three of us, well, four of us, sometimes five of us, sometimes ramble five on. Of us. 
the five just like the <laughs> well, beers. Shit, That's what I said. The five though. of us. <laughs> the five of us Six ramble seven. on. Uh, think about donating to the Bring Network. Go to the uh, bringnetwork.com and uh, click on that uh, donate now button, and or go to the store and buy something. You know, because when you buy stuff, all the uh, profits go to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and hey, help pay for shows like this, keep us on the air. So uh, do it now. Get yourself some cool stuff. Till then, everybody, Bruce Strong. And often. <laughs>